Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my week number six quarterback start or sit decisions going through every single matchup from Thursday Night Football all the way until Monday Night Football and I'll be telling you guys whether I believe you should start or sit the quarterbacks in all of those games. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. If you'd like to check out my weekly rankings as well as get an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, make sure to check out the Patreon link in the video description for $7.50 a month. So without further ado, let's get into my week number six quarterback start or sit decisions. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes, you are going to be playing him every single week. It doesn't matter if he's playing up against the 85 Bears or the Denver Broncos, right? You are obviously going to be playing him. Now, he hasn't really had that huge Patrick Mahomes game yet this season. I honestly do not expect this game to be a blowout. Obviously, the Denver Broncos are a dick cheese organization at this point in the season, both offensively and defensively. But at the end of the day, these are two teams that typically play pretty close. Now, I do believe that the Chiefs have beat the Broncos 15 straight times. The last time that the Broncos did end up beating the Chiefs was with Peyton Manning, so that is a little bit crazy. But ultimately, I feel like Andy Reid isn't going to be showing off a lot in this game. I think this is definitely going to be a game that ends up way closer than it needs to be because the Chiefs are, in a way, just kind of dicking around. Ultimately, though, the upside of Patrick Mahomes is immense in this game. The Denver Broncos have one of the worst, if not the worst defense in the NFL. And even if they're messing around doing that spinning circle thing they did against the Raiders where they spun their whole huddle around, if you remember, they did like this nightmare, nightmare, nightmare thing, and then they just threw a touchdown, right, because that's just how it goes for the Kansas City Chiefs. They could do that in this game 10 times and score 10 touchdowns, right? This is an incredibly easy matchup, but again, I will note that I feel like Patrick Mahomes isn't going to go nuclear in this spot, even though everything on paper would lead to that being the case. Russell Wilson, I didn't think he looked great last week up against the New York Jumbo Jets, but he was still a top 13 quarterback for fantasy. Now, this is not the the best matchup here up against the Chiefs, but I don't think the Chiefs defense is rough enough to where Russ can't just have a top 15-ish game and be start-worthy. They will be throwing a bunch in this game as they should be behind for a majority of the game unless Russell Wilson pulls a rabbit out of a hat and throws like a 99-yard touchdown to Marvin Mims on the first play. At the end of the day, does it feel great to start Russell Wilson any week? No. But he's continued to week in and week out prove to us that he is a start-worthy fantasy football option, even if the on-the-field product is far from ideal. And again, you're starting Patrick Mahomes every single week. Next up, we move to London, the Baltimore Ravens at the Titans, the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill has looked just okay this season. He has three of five games this season where he has not thrown a single touchdown. Tannehill is good enough for the Titans to win games, but not good enough for the reason that the Titans win the game is because Ryan Tannehill goes nuclear. I get that this Ravens matchup isn't that hard, but at this point for me, it's very hard to start Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, this is a team that runs on running the rock with Derrick Henry and Tajay. 
Spears. So ultimately, Ryan Tannehill, even in a matchup against the Ravens defense that I definitely think you could beat through the air, Ryan Tannehill is best left on your bench. Lamar Jackson had a down bad game last week up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mostly not all his fault, though. Because the wide receivers caught a case of the dropsies. They could not hold on to the ball. But there is no need to panic. It's not DEFCON 1. Wee-woo, wee-woo, mayday. There's no need to panic. This is a bad division rivalry game. Normally, the underdog in these games between the Ravens and the Steelers, the underdog normally covers. We all know these AFC North rivalry matchups end up becoming gross games. Obviously, on paper, the Ravens should be taking a dookie on the chest. Cleveland steamer all over the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it doesn't happen because they are in the exact same division. Do not panic. Start Lamar with supreme confidence up against a bad Titans pass defense. Next up, we move to the beginning of the real Sunday slate, the Washington Commanders at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Desmond Ritter, I'll give him some credit. Desmond Ritter actually showed out last week up against a pretty decent Houston Texans defense as the quarterback six, but we say this a lot on the channel that a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? I don't think just because he had one good game against the Houston Texans, we need to magically put a crown on this fucking guy and say that he's a great quarterback. Now, could he have another game like this inside the top 12 in the future? 100%. Could it even happen this week up against a commander's defense that could not stop a nosebleed? 100%. The problem is I don't have enough belief that the Falcons are really that committed to throwing the ball. And I'm just not confident enough that Ritter is actually good enough to do it again. It's like Zach Wilson, right? He has one good game. I'm not ready to give this guy the gawk gawk 9,000 after one good game. I'll give him his credit, though. Quarterback six was definitely impressive up against the Texans defense that I thought would really frustrate Desmond Ritter. Last week, Bijan Robinson got, like, phased out of the game for Tyler Algier. Never do that shit again, Arthur Smith. I know you're watching the video. Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders. Outside of that disastrous game against against the Bills a few weeks ago. Howell has been pretty sharp, a top 14 quarterback in all of those other games, and he was the quarterback five last week up against the Bears in a game where the Bears kind of shit all over the Commanders. I don't love this matchup. I don't think this is a wet dream matchup, but Howell should be a lock to be a top 14-ish quarterback with top five upside. I mean, they just didn't really use Terry McLaurin last week, but McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson, as well as Brian Robinson. Like, there are some decent pass catchers out there for Sam Howell. And obviously, Eric Bianami, the offensive master megamind behind everything, Sam Howell will be pretty good this week up against the Falcons. Next up, we got the cold like Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has been a top three quarterback in back-to-back -back weeks. Round of applause for Justin Fields, right? For the start of the season, Justin Fields looked fucking dead. He looked finished. It was like, holy shit. We all got the wool put over our eyes. We all drafted Justin Fields. I was banging the drum, giving the gawk gawk 9,000 metaphorically to Justin Fields, and he bent us over a table without the use of lube, but he has arisen over the last two weeks like fucking Undertaker out of the casket, and man, oh man, going up against an awful Vikings defense, we need to fire him up with confidence. Now, am I here to tell you, hear ye, hear ye, the Chicago Bears are back? 
fuck no, baby. But are the Bears going to be good enough offensively to, against these shit defenses, blow the back out of them? 100%. So I think Fields could easily be a top three quarterback in three straight weeks this week up against the Vikings defense. Kirk Thuggins has been a top 10 quarterback in four of five games, currently the quarterback four on the season. It 100% sucks that Justin Jefferson is not going to play and is going to miss at least the next four games. I hypothesize that if things start going really wrong for the Vikings, that Justin Jefferson is, he might be in fucking Turks and Caicos right a couple weeks from now because I don't think they're going to rush him back to Interim when he hasn't even signed that big of a deal yet. And obviously he is like the franchise guy. But even without Justin Jefferson with... I want a bad bitch, Jordan Addison Ray, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins will be just fine. Now, obviously, Justin Jefferson would have been went nuclear Oppenheimer style against the Bears defense, and it would have helped out Kirk Cousins. But in this good of a matchup with the receiver weapons that Kirk has, he should be just fine this week, and I'm definitely starting him. This could be the highest scoring game on the slate. Next up, we move to game number five, the Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. If you guys have ended up enjoying this far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. Joe Burrow appears to be back as he had a great performance last week up against the Cardinals. Though I am hesitant to say that he is fully back as he only beat down on an awful Cardinals defense, right? It's not like Joe Burrow bounced back and he played well against the Browns, a pretty solid defense. It's not like he beat down on a middling defense like the Jacksonville Jaguars or like the Seattle Seahawks, right? That was up against a nut-low defense in the NFL. Now, I'm not here to take all the credit away from Joe, Bur Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, but what I will say is I'm not ready to fully bang the fucking drum that the Bengals are 100% back, that Joe Burrow's 100% back, because it was against the Cardinals. Now, the Seahawks' defense isn't that amazing either, so I think Burrow will be fine, and what was most promising about that game was how Joe Burrow was moving. In prior games, Joe Burrow would be a statue in the pocket, and if the offensive line broke down, then Joe Burrow was going to get railed out. He was going to get sacked in like .5 seconds. His body was going to contort in some crazy fashion, like he was being fucking exercised, and that is what was happening. But last week, he was able to move a little bit more. He definitely looked way more healthy than we've seen this season. I get maybe Tee Higgins won't be playing in this game, but with the wide receiver corp that they have, I'm still fully confident in Joe Burrow. But again, I'm not ready to say he's fully back just yet until he plays well this game. Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks hurt his knee prior to the bye week in that electrifying primetime matchup against the Giants. And guess what? We got the Giants in primetime again on Sunday night, talking about them a little bit later. It appears, though, that Geno Smith is going to be fine, so there's really no need to worry about the injury. This could be a very high-scoring affair. Just like we talked about with the Bears and the Vikings, this might be one of the highest-scoring games on the week. Now, you know Smith hasn't been very consistent this season at all. The Bengals' defense pretty middle-of-the-road I'm ready to start Geno Smith, but I definitely would rather play Joe Burrow over Geno Smith, even though Geno feels a little bit safer. Next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Cleveland Browns. Now, it appears that Deshaun Watson, who missed week four due to his rotator cuff contusion, they had a bye last week, and he's day-to-day -day right now. The day-to-day -day designation 
is bad. Now, normally I love when you see double Ds, but the day-to-day, -day, the exact opposite. Even if he does play, though, I would definitely let him sit on the bench. Again, he's missed a week. It's a bye week. Then he gets the Niners that just put the Dallas Cowboys and Dickie Dak Prescott in a mental fucking pretzel. So I'm not playing Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson doesn't play, then it would be Dorian Thompson Robinson. His name is so long it didn't even fit on the fucking screen. He's like the, uh, the bellhop from Zach and Cody. If Watson misses, DTR would start. We saw DTR play in week four. This is a guy that is going to go out every single preseason and turn heads. Right? The defense won't be able to stop that crazy rushing attack. Like, if you went to the XFL, you might be the greatest XFL player ever. But in the NFL, that shit just does not work. Big cock Brock Purdy of the 49ers has been a top 13 quarterback in four of five games. Now, the Browns defense is definitely not an ideal matchup. This is one of the tougher defensive units in the NFL. But the 49ers are... So fucking good. They got Debo, IU, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle Me Timbers, who hung three touchdowns on the Cowboys last week. Any of that, all of that equalizes the defense's strength. So I still think Brock Purdy should be a guy in your lineup. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. Now, Bryce Young finally had a solid showing last week up against the Lions. Now, the Lions were definitely... Dicking them down in that one. And then later on in the game, Bryce Young kind of came alive. I just worry that even in a good matchup against the Dolphins defense, right? He's probably not going to repeat this. The offensive line isn't great in Carolina. The defensive line in Miami, if Jalen Phillips plays with Van Ginkle, who's been getting to the quarterback at a very high rate, uh, they have Chubb, they have Jalen Phillips. Like, I just don't think this is the best equation for Bryce Young, I hope he has a good game. Now, as a Dolphins fan, actually, I hope he fucking sucks ass in this game, and I hope the Dolphins can cover the spread. But as a Bryce Young guy, I hope Bryce Young plays good, right? A lot of people were shitting on him prior to last week. Like, oh my god, CJ Stroud is so much better. Anthony Richardson so much better. Bryce Young's a bust, you fucking idiots. Drafting the Panthers, you idiot. Why'd you draft Bryce Young, right? That's what a lot of people were saying. But I think Bryce Young's going to be just fine, just not playing him this week. Tua Tungavailoa turned into Tua, turn of the ball over last week against the Giants. He just had so much confidence. He was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted out there. He threw the ball into triple coverage, just assuming that everything would work, and it turned into a pick six. Now on that touchdown play to Tyreek Hill, where Tyreek Hill tried to give his mom the football, and the Dolphins fan kept intercepting the ball, not knowing that it was Tyreek's mom. And then he obviously gave the ball to Tyreek's mom. But on that play... McDaniel gave a play to Tua. Tua said, fuck that. Let me call my own play. Called the play through the touchdown. Now, realistically, as a Dolphins fan, that's awesome. It's cool. Tua called a shot. I don't like when quarterbacks do that. Like, But again, Tua saw something, so he did it. It is what it is. Uh, but I just thought that was like an interesting tidbit of information, right? That Tua called that play, not Mike. It is has been a solid season for Tua. He had a down game against Buffalo, had kind of a down game against the Patriots, but as a whole, he's been pretty good this season, and he goes up against the Panthers' defense this week, so I'm sure Tua should have a fine performance here, and he'll probably be benched in the fourth quarter for Magic Mike White. Next up, we move to the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars, but before we break down this game at the quarterback position, as well as the rest of of the week number six slate, I would like to give you guys 
a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and they have a great offer for you guys today that we're going to be talking about in just a couple of seconds. If you are new to NFL Pick'em on Underdog, I will explain it to you guys. It is incredibly simple. All you got to do is pick at least two pieces here for your Pick'em slip. We have Russell Wilson, higher than half of an interception on Thursday Night Football up against the Chiefs. I think he's going to throw a pick in this one. And then for our other pick, we are going to go with Isaiah Pacheco, higher than half a rushing or receiving touchdown. If both of these picks hit, we'll get three times our entry fee. If you do three picks and they all hit, it'll be six times. Four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Now, if you guys are new to Underdog Fantasy and click on the link in the video description or use promo code Notorious, you must live in one of these states on your screen right now. You will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, they give an additional $100, $50, an additional $50, $25, an additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog is $10. And if you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, Colts at Jags, a riveting division rivalry matchup. Trevor Lawrence, the team definitely bounced back after being in a skid straight up from the first half, or the first half of week one, they looked good. From the second half of week one, all the way through week three, they were kind of just dead, flopping around like a fish out of water. With that said, though, and the fact that they got out of the skid's awesome, but Lawrence has been the quarterback 16 in back-to-back games, both games in London, with only one touchdown in both games. It feels like he should be breaking free, soaring, and flying this week. But I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous about Lawrence. Like, I'm still playing him. The Colts matchup's good. Should be all fine and dandy, but Lawrence has definitely been disappointing this season. But again, that doesn't mean that he can't bounce back here and have a great performance. Now, this game could have been really fun if it was AR-15, Anthony Richardson versus Trevor Lawrence, because this could really be a high-scoring tit-for-tat, rock'em, sock'em, robots affair. But now we get Gardner Minshew the second Minshew mania. Gardner is good enough of a quarterback to beat the Jaguars by not turning the ball over, by just making all the right decisions and handing the rock off to Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor and throwing the ball to Pittman, Josh Downs, right? Just not fucking everything up so that they could win. They definitely could win. But in doing so, he's not going to rip off 300 passing yards. He's not going to run a 40-yard touchdown in this game, right? This is going to be a very mid-performance for fantasy for Gardner, but I will give him all the credit in the world if he does win this game. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Houston Texans. Now, Derek Carr did have his second-best performance of the season last week in an absolute certified beatdown of the New England Patriots defense as the quarterback 15. It's very telling when your second-best performance on this season isn't even a top-12 quarterback. I don't even think he's been a top-12 quarterback this season. This week, I feel like he falls back down to earth up against a solid Texans defense, so count me out on Derek Carr. I still think Kamara and Chris Olave could have good games, but Derek Carr just has not looked great to me this season. I think that AC joint sprain thing is still fucking with him, and again, I know the Texans defense did just get a train ran on him last week, but I do think 
that they are a pretty solid defense when push comes to shove, and I think they are going to aggravate Derek Carr in this spot. C.J. Stroud had a semi-down game for C.J. Stroud as he was not a top 13 quarterback, which is hilarious to say for a rookie quarterback that didn't have a lot of expectations by week five that a quarterback 17 week is kind of a down game for that guy in his fifth ever, ever start. Now he's yet to throw an interception this season. He had against Atlanta 250 yards almost. It was like 247, something like that. And one touchdown. Temporary expectations in a tougher matchup against the Saints. So, like, if you expected him to go out there and ball out, drop his nuts on the table as, like, a top-five quarterback, then this is not the week for Stroud, but he should still crack the top 18. Next up, we got a just a matchup everyone's waiting for, right? You marked your calendars for this one. Mac Jones versus Jimmy Garoppolo, the Italian stallion. Mac Jones is just downright terrible right now. He looks bad. The offense has zero weapons around him. The play calling's bad. Everything's bad. It's all bad. The defense is bad. Fucking the kicker might be bad at this point. The punter is bad, right? Everyone fucking sucks. Bill Belichick is... People are starting to pull up the pitchforks on Belichick. The Patriots fans calling for his job. I wouldn't be shocked if Mac Jones was benched in this game. The Raiders defense actually showed up against... The Packers last week, so I fear for Mac Jones, if I'm being honest with you, we might see the Bailey Zappaneta in this game. Jimmy Garoppolo for the Las Vegas Raiders is a sit as well. Jimmy actually looked pretty good so far this season, so I will give him his flowers, right? I'll give him some credit. Definitely looked better than I thought he would. Though the interceptions have been kind of brutal, wouldn't shock me if he cracked the top 18 because the Patriots' defense, again, is absolute dick cheese. But... You know, Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. I, I, Josh Jacobs looks more healthy. They seem to be like they can run it in more, which hurts Garoppolo. So again, Garoppolo could be like the quarterback 17 this week. I don't think he cracks the top eight. He's definitely just a sit for me this week up against the Patriots. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. Josh Dobbs definitely had a bad showing last week against the Bengals. Won't write him off, though, and say he's a bad player by any means. I get he had a shit game. Right When a lot of people thought the Cardinals could upset the Bengals, didn't happen, right? Joe Shiesty comes alive. Josh Dobbs plays bad, but again, by no means does that mean he's a bad player. Outside of that first game of the season up against the Commanders, Joshua Dobbs has played very well. So I feel like we can't really shit on him after one bad game. The matchup against the Rams isn't bad. It isn't great either. I just think this is a game, a division rivalry game, where Josh Dobbs is just best left on the bench. Aaron Donald's going to be coming after him all night long. Matthew Stafford, this is an amazing matchup for him up against the Cardinals. He has yet to have a huge game this season, but with Cooper Cup back, he had his best game of the year last week. I assume that this will be his new best this week up against a sorry Cardinals defense. Doesn't look to me that Stafford's as sharp as he was the last couple years. Maybe that's because he's banged up. But just because he's not as sharp as then doesn't mean that he's magically fallen off the edge of the earth. He could definitely crack the top eight this week. Puka, Stafford, and Cooper Cup, the breakfast club, are coming to play and coming to bend the 
Arizona Cardinals defense over a goddamn table. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jumbo Jets. Jalen Hurts has been a top 10 quarterback in four straight weeks. Now, on paper, this matchup's a little spooky. It's October. It's spooky season. The matchup's a little scary against the Jets, but you would have to be a certified bozo to not tout him as a top five option this week. I get the Jets defense is ferocious like a goddamn lion at the beginning of those MGM movies, but at the end of the day, you are not moving Jalen Hurts down the rankings. Could he just be like the quarterback nine this week? Yeah. Maybe this isn't the quarterback one game, but don't start galaxy braining shit and playing some other random quarterback you have on your team over Jalen Hurts. Now, Zach Wilson had a huge step down game last week up against a garbage Denver Broncos defense. Against the Chiefs, it was like, oh my God, is Zach Wilson back? Everyone is starting to give this guy the gawk gawk 9,000 like they're a MILF out there. And then Zach Wilson comes back down to earth, even up against a putrid Broncos defense, which should be a shock to no one. We all know that Zach Wilson isn't very good. We know he is not consistent. He could have a great game, and then people will be like, oh my God, Zach Wilson's back. And we all know he's coming spiraling back down to earth the next game. Now, could Zach be decent this week against the Eagles? Yeah, because the Eagles defense hasn't been fly. Eagles fly, right? They haven't been the fucking Eagles defense from last season, but that doesn't mean that Zach Wilson's going to go out here and ball out, even with the weapons he's got. If anyone has a huge game this week, it's going to be Brees Hall, so sit Zach Wilson down on the bench. Next up, we move to the Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Jared Goff, the Goffinator, has been pretty reliable all season long. I get that the matchup against Tampa isn't the best, and he may be without the sun god of Mon Ross St. Brown come Sunday. Even so, though, I have to roll Jared Goff up, or Jared Goff out there. He was surgical last week up against the Carolina Panthers in Detroit. 20 of 28 for 236 yards and four scores like his name was Abraham fucking Lincoln, baby. Going up against the Bucks, you definitely want Jared Goff in your lineup. Baker Mayfield balled out in week four against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans prior to the bye, and he was the quarterback seven in that game. I have been talking up Baker Mayfield all season. He has really shut the haters up. This is a Bucs team that everyone assumed was going to be dick cheese, absolutely garbage, and Baker has kind of lifted them up from that. Now, are they one of the best teams in the NFL? Fuck no, baby! But in an NFC that is very weak, very soft, there is a possibility that the Bucs end up in the playoffs because Baker Mayfield's been playing that well. Now, I will note that the Lions defense has continued to get better every single week, which scares me off of Baker. Now, Baker is very close to being a start-worthy quarterback, right? You might want to argue for a guy like Baker Mayfield over Dak Prescott, who will be starting a little bit later, or maybe even Sam Howell. But I do feel definitely more confident in Sam Howell over Baker. Dak is kind of the guy you can argue with, right? Dak has just looked like shit all season. We're about to talk about that in a second. Next up, we got you waited all day for Sunday night. The New York Giants at the Buffalo Bills. But no one actually waited all day for Sunday night. No one wants to watch this shit. Josh Allen versus either Daniel Jones or Tarod Taylor. Now, Daniel Jones is dealing with a neck injury, but is yet to be ruled out regardless on if he plays or not. The Buffalo Buffalo Bills defense, even though they are severely banged up, they're injured. A lot of their main defensive players aren't going to be there. Doesn't fucking matter. This Giants offense is dead. They're dead. Rod Taylor, if Jones doesn't go, then Tyrod gets his revenge game. 
But uh, we don't expect that to be very good. But I will note that Tyrod looked better than Daniel Jones did last week against the Dolphins. Josh Allen, despite the Bills' loss last week up against the Jags in London Town, Allen was the quarterback two on the week. It has been a top eight quarterback over the last four games. One of those games was up against my Dolphins where he absolutely spit-roasted us. On the year, he's been really good. Uh, this, Aside from that Jets game where he was just a turnover fucking machine, this is an amazing matchup against the Giants where Allen could easily finish as the QB1. So it's a clear-cut start this week. Final game here, Monday Night Football. The Dallas Cowgirls at the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Justin Herbert, the pervert, has been a top-six quarterback in three of four games this season. He's only played in four games because they're on bye in Week 5. Coming out the bye, I expect this team to be ready for the Cowboys, and it appears that Justin Herbert's right-hand man, Austin Eckler, is going to be available in this game. I believe Eckler said himself, or the team said, that there's a 99% chance that he plays. He's like a bottle of fucking hand sanitizer that kills 99.9999999% of germs. This may not be the best game of the season, right? It's the Cowboys, right? I don't really expect him to be a top five quarterback, but would I be surprised if he finished in the top five? Fuck no, baby. Dak Prescott. You silly bastard has yet to be a top 16 quarterback all season and frankly has not looked very good. With that said, this is the spot for him to look mighty fucking fine. While I did not trust him, I don't trust him at all. This Chargers defense is not good. Not good like an Anthony Fantano review. Inside the top 12, he... He could finish in the top 12. I don't know. I just tried to talk fucking backwards like I was Yoda. Inside the top 12, he could finish. Or I guess maybe. I don't know. That, that doesn't even sound that backwards. But you get what I mean. You get what I mean. He could finish inside the top 12 because the Chargers defense is so bad. But I'm still worried. Again, if you wanted to make the argument, Nick, I'd rather play Baker over Dak Prescott at this point in the season. I can't even tell you that you're crazy for saying that. Coming into the season, you'd be like, wow, this guy's a fucking crazy person. But in week six, it doesn't sound all that crazy. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't enjoy, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button down below. Check out one of the videos on your screen right now if you have not seen them already. Going to be back later today with a tight end start or sit video, just like this one. But for tight ends, I love you guys all so much. Check out the Patreon link in the video description. Have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, good boy!